isn't it? The message is, because he lives, we shall live also. Because he lives, we shall live eternally with him. I was thinking, how many titles God gives us as his people? Um, he calls us the redeemed of the Lord. We're called saints. We're called the righteousness of God. He calls us a royal priesthood. He calls us his children. In fact, if you sat and wrote them all down, there would be scores and scores of different names that he's given to us. Amen. I was thinking the other day of the, the most famous scripture we have and we know. If I said John 3.16, most of you would be able to just tell me what that was. Or if I said it, you would know it was John 3.16. But God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will receive everlasting life. I thought even in that verse he's given us title. The title is where is everlasting people. Now it's always good to stop and, and think and meditate on things that you hear. Where is everlasting people? Although we're living in a, a great crisis, a pandemic, many people are dying. The word of God says we are his everlasting people. Easter has lots of messages. But there is one clear message. It is that Jesus has risen from the dead. Jesus has triumphed over death. And because he has triumphed, we will triumph as well. And because he lives eternally, we too will live eternally. Now, most of us will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But it's even wonderful how God describes death. He said, it's a shadow. When you think about it, a shadow can't hurt you. There is an element of fear if we see a shadow, but the shadow can't hurt us. We walk through the valley. A shadow will come over us. I'd like to speak a very upbeat message, of course. Easter Sunday should be for a really triumphalistic, upbeat message. And I want to, I, I would never speak a, a negative message to you, but it has to be somewhat tempered in these times because we're living in this crisis. I've never lived through anything quite like this before. Uh, I never lived in the war, and I'm sure most of you who are listening, and all of you probably have never lived in the world war. You might have been involved in a conflict somewhere in the world when you were traveling and there are some terrible atrocities and awful things that are happening to people all the time in the world. But for us in this country, this is probably the worst thing that we've ever lived, lived through, the worst thing we've ever known. Already a 100,000 people in this world have died because of this pandemic, more than that. We know that currently something like four to 5,000 people every day are dying as a result of this 
virus, a virus that kills. And until we find an, an antidote, and I'm sure one will be coming quite soon, uh, it still is there as a fear that is over us. But you know, isn't it wonderful in the midst of this, in our nation at this time when the death toll is, is rising and it's probably coming to some sort of peak, that right in the middle of this, we have Easter. We have resurrection morning. We have a hope in the midst of the crisis at its worst. For the people of God, we have resurrection morning. We have hope morning. We have life morning. I just thank God for that. Amen. Amen. I want to share a message with you. Um, it, it's about resurrection. There, there are several passages in the Bible where, in the Old and the New Testament, where people were raised from the dead. And they are, they're almost prophetic. They pointed to a future event, some in the Old and, and some in the New. I want to read to you a passage of Scripture, and if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to Luke chapter 8? We can perhaps... Uh, you can read it along with me as I read it. It's Luke chapter 8, and it's from verse 40 to 56. Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 56. It, it's an interesting passage. It doesn't, nothing like this happens anywhere else in the Gospels, where two stories are intertwined. And you can't separate them, because it starts one story, introduces another, then goes back to the original story that Jesus is telling. It's not so much a story, but a true event is a historical account of what happens. As I read it to you, we will be focusing on the part about Jairus and Jairus' daughter, but I want to read the whole thing so it's in context, and so we have the woman story that was healed in this passage. Let me read it to you now. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowd almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and she touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and they're pressing against you. But Jesus said, no, someone touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And he said to her, daughter of your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Now we go back to the Jairus story. While Jesus was still speaking, 
Someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She's not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them, Give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but they ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. What terrible words of doom came to Jairus. It must have sounded awful, like death was talking to him. Your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. Can you imagine such cold, hopeless words? Such final words for this man who would have done anything for his daughter. And Jesus, he turns and he says this. He says this. I'm not saying he said it. He says this. He is still saying this today. He is saying, don't be afraid. Just believe. She will be healed. Amen. Three wonderful statements spoken by Jesus. The first, the first conversation by the servant of Jairus brought death and hopelessness and a cold finality. And yet the very same length of sentence, the same brief words of Jesus brought power into his heart, hope into his life. It, it energized him. This man, you could see his heart almost slowing down and dying. And yet when Jesus spoke, it was like adrenaline in the system. It was like a jolt of life. It was like when those medical people put those things on your chest and power life into you. Don't be afraid, he said. Just believe. She will be healed. Amen. <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I listen quite a lot to the news. Perhaps too much. I don't know. But every day is the same, isn't it? You must distance yourself from other people. We must save the National Health Service because... They will save you. Uh, this pandemic, I've never heard the word so much. This epidemic, death numbers rising every day in the United States of America, in Italy, in Spain, in, in all these places, just the numbers rising. It strikes fear into the heart. Over time, we get pulled down by words of death and sickness and disease. 
you know, the strongest force available to combat and defeat the fear these words create are words spoken by God. Amen. I don't know if you play much cards. I grew up in a family where Christians weren't allowed to play cards. That's, we've moved on a little bit from there. But there's a card that a game you play, it's called Trumps. You, if you've ever played that game, when a card is laid, if you have one of the trumps, you trump it. You win every time. You win every time. So when words of fear and death, panic, all those words come out, we trump it with the word of God. Amen. We put it on top of that card and we win the suit. We win it every time. Glory. We trump it with God's word. Amen. When Jesus said, don't be afraid, he was not only speaking to Jairus. Do you understand? His words, it says, the words of Jesus are spirit and truth. That means they never die. They, the words of Jesus go on through eternity. They don't, they don't evaporate. Most of our words simply evaporate. But the words of Jesus are spirit and truth. I know when the spirit of God speaks through me, the words I speak our spirit and truth, these words will not fall to the ground. They will not evaporate because they have life within them. The words that Jesus spoke had life in them. Amen. Spirit and truth. Thank you, Jesus. God's words vibrate through eternity. They will always be vibrating through eternity. The words of Jesus will never stop. They will never evaporate. They will never fall to the ground. They will go on. And on and on. Those same words still echo through the ages to us. Amen. He is risen. Hallelujah. And because he lives, you will live also. Praise God. They're not my words. Hallelujah. I'm just echoing the voice, the words, the spiritual truth Amen. of Jesus. The words that Jairus heard that day, can you hear them in your spirit now? Don't be afraid, he said. Don't be afraid. Our spirits are like receivers that can take in the eternal word of God that says, don't be afraid. Amen. Then the second little statement that he makes, he said this, just, just believe. Just believe. Isn't it funny he used the expression just? He could have said simply believe or only believe. It's a word that's used that means what follows is easy for us to do. We say maybe just listen. That's not an odd thing to do. We say shut up a minute and just listen. I'm not asking you to do something difficult just just listen or we might say to someone just stop a minute stop rushing in that direction just just simply only stop a minute we say to children sometimes stop just stop just stop being so silly just stop just he was saying to Jairus Jairus I'm going to tell you something and just do it. Amen. Just 
do it. Just stop thinking about your dead daughter. Just stop doing it, Jairus. Just stop saying she's dead, Jairus. Just stop. Stop. Just stop acting as though she were dead. Stop planning the funeral. Just, just believe. Amen. Only Christians can just believe. Just believe. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives inside of us. Amen. You say, no, oh, that's ridiculous. That's unrealistic, Philip, to, to act like that. I've discovered in this Christian life of mine, the more I listen to God's word, the more I get to know God. And the more I get to know God, I know he's a God Amen. of the impossibilities. Praise God. So I can just Believe. listen. Amen. We serve a God who has the ability, when we have gone past the point of no return, when hope is finished, when death is there, a God who can reach in beyond death and pull whatever it is back into life. Amen. That's the God that we serve. Sometimes we've got to get to a place with God where everything has gone we, we have no hope where, where it is the end. And God says, now let me show you how I can reach beyond death Amen. and bring it back into life. Amen. It says when Jesus hung on a cross and he was buried in a tomb, it says in Ephesians that God exerted all of his mighty strength. Can you imagine all of the mighty strength of God, and with his mighty strength, he reached into the tomb and he raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. And that mighty strength of God is available to each one of us. <laughs> when it looks lost, God can still intervene. Hallelujah. He is the intervening God. Amen. Jesus spoke these words 2,000 years ago. He said, just believe. And on Sunday morning, the 12th of April, 2020, wow. your spirit can hear them as clearly as he said it to Jairus on that day. You can hear it in your spirit. Just believe. Amen. Just believe. The third statement, he said, she will be healed. Hallelujah. Could you think of a more definite statement? No, I'll do my best. We'll have a go. We'll work it out when we get there. We'll see what the situation looks like. I know he said, she will it's interesting to see he wouldn't use the words death 
Praise God. When he was speaking, he said, she will be healed. But when he was there with her, he said, she's only asleep. In other words, because of my great power, I can reach into death and I can pull her back. To you, she looks like she's dead. But to me, she's only asleep. Amen. You see, the most severe problem that you have, where it's lost and lost forever, God says, it's not lost because I can see it. God. And I can pull it back into the reality of life. Amen. Two things strike me about this phrase. Is this is certainty. She will. She will. Now, he was the only person who could speak with such certainty. Why? Because as, as the apostles knew, they said, you have the words of eternal life. What were they talking about, these words? You have the spirit. You have the power. Amen. You have the words, not just ordinary words that evaporate, but you have the spirit and the truth in you, the words of eternal life. You are the one who has conquered death, Amen. the one who holds the keys of death and of hell, the one who has all power Hallelujah. and all authority. He is the only one who could say it with any certainty. Amen. The second point, the fact that he would not say she was dead. He almost said, she's just indisposed for a short period of time. Don't worry. The enemy is wicked and evil. But God's word trumps him. Amen. Every time. Glory. Listen to, what, listen to what Isaiah said. It's in Isaiah 25 and verse 78. He says, On this mountain, the shroud that enfolds all people. Well, we know what a shroud is. A shroud is a piece of fabric that they wrap dead bodies in. Listen to what he says. He says, On this mountain, the shroud that enfolds all people. You know, there was a shroud that covered you. It was going to be what they wrapped you up in when you were dead. On this mountain, the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations, all nations were subject to death. And he goes on to finish that verse by saying, he, he, he has swallowed up death forever amen. hallelujah amen death has been swallowed up by jesus christ when he went to the tomb when he was buried when he rose again he could say i have swallowed up death forever amen. you no longer will die but you will live if you put your faith and trust in jesus christ hallelujah jesus swallowed up death for us yes we'll pass through a shadow but it's only a shadow Hallelujah. and i've never been hurt by a shadow yet we will pass through because death has been followed up so we can say this morning thank you jesus in the midst of this pandemic this the worst crisis most of us have ever known you remind us on this Easter Sunday morning that you rose from the dead and you conquered death 
for each one of us. Help us to hear your voice clearly at this time. Just believe. Amen. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful truth that we find in the Gospels. Father, we thank you that your words reverberate throughout eternity and they touch the human heart and they bring life and deliverance. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for each one of us. Thank you, God, again, for with your mighty strength, you raised him from the dead that we who put our faith and trust in him may be justified. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you abundantly, my beloved dear one, Pastor Phil. We are grateful for you availing yourself to come and bless us with the word of God. May the Lord richly bless you and your family for that sacrifice of availing yourself to encourage us and to revive us and to remind us of these wonderful words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as the servant of God has encouraged us, let it be the experience of each one of us. Do not be afraid. Just believe, for you will be restored. Just as he said that she will be healed, he's speaking unto each one of us by the words that uh, beloved dear one, Pastor Phil has spoken unto us. You will be restored in your situation. He will bring you back to where you are supposed to be for the glory of his wonderful name because he is resurrected. He watches over his word to perform it. And we thank God, just as, uh, as Pastor has declared that, you know, he sent his word and his word trumps what the enemy schemes or desires to accomplish so let us not be afraid because the word has been sent unto us let us believe because the word has been sent unto us let us rest assured that we're going to be restored because the word has been sent unto us and remember he sent his word his word healed them and delivered them from all their destruction pastor phil thank you for sending us the word of god we receive it in jesus name and i thank god for the victory that is unto each one of us. Now, as uh, Phil was sharing, you may be one of the people who was listening and you have not known this Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe you only hear about it. But the words of the servant of God have touched you. And they have opened your eyes to see that where you are standing, you are standing in the precarious place where you have no hope. But in this particular season, by the grace and by the mercy of God, this hope can be released into your life as well, as much as it has been released into our lives and into the lives of those ones who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. So I would like to encourage you, wherever you are in your home, maybe you are there and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I would like us to pray together with you, in line with what the servant of God has shared with us today, that this will be the day you cross over on this particular Easter Sunday, and become a child of God. He says, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him. To them he gave the power to become the sons and the daughters of God. You can become a son and a child of God today, because he is resurrected. So I will encourage you, just 
Pray this prayer after me. Declare these words as I speak them. You, if you are there and you have not known Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can receive him today. Speak these words by faith from your heart. Because, there is, you know, by your mouth you confess the Lord Jesus and you, you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So just pray these words after me and the Lord will do it in your life as much as he has done it in our lives as you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just declare these after me. Everlasting Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you loved the world that you sent your only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Father, this moment I've heard your word and I choose to believe you and to believe in your son Jesus Christ. I therefore believe, confess with my mouth this moment of the, of the afternoon that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that Father, you have raised Jesus from the dead. That he died for my sin. His blood was shed for my sin. And now, Lord, I believe on you. Therefore, your blood, Jesus, washes my sins away. And you receive me as your own. I believe you are resurrected from the dead. And I declare that you are Lord Jesus. You are my Lord. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Let my life be yours from today onwards in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have said those words by faith, a miracle has happened in your spirit. A new beginning begins. And the Lord who has begun the good work in you, he will perfect and he will finish it. And I pray over you that the Lord may affirm those words that you have prayed. Establish you in his grace and in his son Jesus Christ. And make you to be his child according to the word that he has given unto us. May he give you his spirit, fill you with his spirit. And bring that peace and that assurance of salvation in your spirit. That you are now a child of God for the glory of God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So God bless you, Pastor Phil. We are grateful and I believe... More and more, we're gonna be you're going to be available to bless us with the word of God. Even if that th th the enemy has tried to close down everything, he cannot close down the word of God. And so we continue blessing the Lord because he's faithful. So as we finalize, I want you us to remember, just remember our announcements. We hadn't said them before. In the, in the course of the week, our Bible study and fellowship and prayer time continues on, uh, on Wednesday at 7.30 to 9.00. We assemble together again online by Zoom and we 